0: Welcome to the Kavod family podcast. Kavod family exists for the restoration of families and the transformation of communities. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Kavod family podcast. This is your host, Travis. And of course, Casey Wilson. We got Casey with us. And we got somebody else. Who else is here with us?
1: Commissioner Danny Antoine. <laughs> <Nah. How laughs> hey, you, you, were, you were da- Mr. Danny long before you were Commissioner Danny Antoine. I sure was, man. <laughs> Things change way too quick around here. Did
0: you see how I avoided that name fiasco I always have to deal with?
1: Yeah, because that's your pop sitting next I to just you and like, you got to respect that <laughs> one. I just like threw it
0: over for you to intro yourself.
2: <laughs> Good job, man. Good job. Uh,
1: well, did you call him Mr. Danny when you were dating Lydia?
0: No, I was a rebel. I said, I ain't doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and he said, sit down, punk. Let me talk no, to you. No, <laughs> I had
0: never met him in karate setting. I, I had known of him. I think, didn't Lydia do kickboxing? No, she did cycling. One of my friends did their senior project with you. So I'd I had heard about probably. you and knew about you a bunch, but I had never actually met you until I was dating your daughter. And we were at some church. I don't remember where it was, but I can remember... We it like, was at
2: my house. Remember, you guys, you guys, no, came no, no. that was
0: the first like dinner. But I first met you at a church gathering. We were, we were somewhere or a ceremony or something. I remember everybody was sitting and we were like around the corner, like where there's stage or someone was presenting something. And you're like, who are you? And I said, Travis, you know, I'm dating lady. He goes, sit down when you're talking to me. You're way too tall. <laughs> that was the first.
2: You sit down and you look at me yeah. eye to eye. Don't be looking <laughs> down at me when you talk to me.
0: <laughs> so, no, I, I, I avoided the Mr. Danny phase. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's
0: fun. Um, so today we're going to do a, like a 1,000-foot a overview of we hit it at the very beginning, but we haven't actually dove into we've hit why we've created Kavod Family. But kind of how it got started, where it originated, and where we're going. Oh, I'm excited about where we're going. Some oh, yeah. ventures
1: that we've done in the past and and things that that we've tried.
0: Um, Cavode family, man, this thing has been brewing. I would say from God's lens for forever. But now looking back at how it's all unfolded and how the board members, I've I, I kind of knew at least three of the five for years before. Like we came out to the end when you were preaching. You and Erica were leading youth, and we'd come out there and worship with you guys. Obviously, I was dating his daughter, you know. <laughs> but, like, we let's – start, let's start here. I was in the Coast Guard, felt called to come out and create a gym, and I was reading these books on King David, and they're called the Lion of War series by Cliff Graham. But he describes, like, the physical presence of God and, and like, his spirit and the weight of him in these stories by Kavod like the covering, this weightiness. This
1: Hebrew word, kavod.
0: Exactly. So I'm all into these books, and and Dad had told me, hey, get these books, check them out. So I, I was reading them, and I was like, man, kavod, that is such a cool name, kavod, kavod. <laughs> and I was like, what exactly does this mean? So he had like a study book that came out with it, and he explained how this is a Hebrew word. It's like weighty, it's honor, it's glory. There's not an actual word in the English language that translates perfect to it. So the best way we can describe it as a weighty thing. And I was like, talking to Lydia, I was like, let's name her Jim Cavode," And she's like, yes. And if she ever agrees with me, it's, it's got to be a God thing, right? <laughs> so we agreed to call it, at the beginning it was CrossFit Cavode. now it's Cavode Fitness. But the goal was to give honor and glory, those two weighty names there, to one worthy. So it's God. So it was totally a front to bring people in, do fitness what we love, we geeked out with everything fitness, but with the behind the scenes of of teaching Jesus. So we had done that and I had learned a lot about how to run the business, how to keep it focused on God, what was the bigger picture from that Danny. And he was doing the same thing with the karate school. So that's how we got going. And a few years in, I was like, man, I want to create a nonprofit, a way that we can we can bolster what we're doing and, and not have to have a way to cover bills and do all this stuff, but just to give. If people want to give to us, we can just give it back and, and help connect people. And along this time, I had actually met with you, Casey. I don't know if you remember this. I was coming out of like the dark, dark ages of the business where like I was getting <laughs> slow, no sleep and just surviving. And I felt like I was like, you need to get a team. And I was like, well, I ain't got no money to get a team, so you're going to have to do something. And I was reading the story of Moses when he had just led Israel out of Egypt, and he sat before the nation day and night answering all their questions. And I was reading it in my Bible, and then uh, I was going to Discover Church, and Ben Wendell was actually preaching on it that weekend. I had heard it literally on a podcast, and then I met with you for coffee, and I was like, how do— like leadership, leading people. I was just picking your brain and you'd be like, have you heard the story about Moses when he sa-? I was like, oh my gosh. All right. I get it. But God was saying like, Hey, you need to create a team that people who are like-minded chasing me and, and to, to grow this family. So you had really helped me in that time frame. So you can see here how God's connecting the pieces with this yeah. nonprofit. So the gym's growing, we're doing all this stuff. And then I hire one of my more recent coaches, Jeffrey, who's on Kavod Family Board. He's one of my coaches. He's like, Drive, I feel like we need to create a nonprofit, which I had been praying about for a year, year and a half. And I was just like, I can't do it right now. I'll do it later. And Jeff kept bringing it up, kept bringing it up. And I was like, fine. All right, we're going to do it. We're creating it. Who who do we bring on? And it was like, well, duh, like dad, Danny, Casey. And then Jeff's like, there's this – crazy man that's helped me through all my chaos. <laughs> and I go, this doesn't sound good. Who is this guy? And he's like, Tom, he's so smart. We're going to get Tom. So we all started meeting and literally it was like God had knitted our hearts together for decades. You know
1: what was cool is for years, <clears throat> men that I've been working with and walking with and going through things with, they were always saying, there's this guy named Tom. And and when I'm in a pickle. Tom's the one that straightens me out, and if any of these boys have been straightened out, it's because Tom got in their life and and just loved on them, poured yep. into them. Yep. And I mean, he's the kind of guy that will meet with you at six a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday. If 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 you needed it, he would give it to you.
0: I called him last night, asked him a question. I was like, "Do you have five minutes?" He said, 30 seconds." I'm walking into a Bible study, and I was like, "Okay." And then he calls me back at like ten. He goes, "I just left the Bible study. What's up?" And I was like. Just look at you. Good look man. at you. But anyways, I mean, Casey, you had been my coach. You had helped coach Barbell class. You were a part of my culture and knew what I was doing in the gym, and you were doing it just at a different location, and we were like, man, God is stirring this together in these men to create this organization, and ultimately, as we met for almost two years on, like, trying to find the the concrete, concrete foundational principle that we're we're running with. I'm like one hundred percent it's Jesus, but like if we were to say something that we're building on that, like what is it? Where's the problem? Yeah. And we we came to the restoration of families and from that we could transform communities and go from there. So that's kind of how Kavod family was birthed in the last year or two, but it's been brewing and God's been Having us rub shoulders and iron sharpens iron for a long time before that. Right. So
1: when you hear the word kavod family, I don't want you to think that we want you to do family in the image of Travis or Casey or Danny. Lord, no. Don't do that. (laughs) It's really a a fun way of, of saying that we desire to do family biblically the way that God has prescribed, not just to follow Him and love Him, but to try to apply the principles found in Scriptures, the way that He lays out family, the way that He desires it, and see that fulfilled in our homes because we think that's going to make the healthiest, strongest, most beautiful, happiest, most glorifying families for Him, and that will ultimately affect and change change society.
0: Exactly. And before we get into the the fun part of our goals and what we're wanting to do, we had naturally seen in just our... Each of these men who are part of this board, just their, their way of life and the areas that they were in, the areas that they had leadership in, their businesses, whatever they were doing, they created family. They restored families. They created a family right where they were. We have countless stories, and a lot of them all kind of knew each of us in a different way yeah. of where these people, wherever they were in their life, good or bad, they came to know us. Not that we're the answer, but we helped kind of push them to Jesus. And help push them into a bigger family, which held them accountable, loved on them when they were down. And and we got to see this vision of family beyond just our blood in our house yeah. and see it grow and see the life-changing opportunities that it did on a small scale in our community. And we're like, man, if we could get a network of guys together who loved Jesus and didn't care about the wealth and the fame and the influence and all of that stuff, we just leveraged that stuff to to bolster what we're doing for God. What could we do, right? You know, so that's what we're trying to figure out right now, and we got some crazy ideas.
1: (laughs) So within that network, let me poke on one thing that you didn't mention. Within that network, Kavod Family is a nonprofit, and it has um, affiliations or it has relationships with a number of private businesses that operate Monday through Friday, often Saturday, sometimes Sunday. They run all week long, and and those businesses exist to accomplish the goal, serve the community in whatever it is that they're doing. For you, it's karate. For you, it's fitness. For Jeff, it's boxing.
0: Mike. It's
1: construction. Yeah. For some of the other people that we've met, it's it's private businesses that they're doing. But that they're using that platform to disciple young men and women, but to raise them up in the ways of the Lord and not just offer them a, a job and a paycheck. And so that's that that heartbeat in Kavod family. It is that we want to re- relate with those that want to take what God has given to them and disciple the next generation with it.
0: That's right. And even with that, it's been cool because as we've started this, I mean, God has shown us so many men and women doing what we're doing in so many different areas of life. Yeah. You know, like we met Penny, what Penny's doing, the the Brooks family. Like there's so many people in this town that are running this race for God and loving on whoever comes in contact with him. And I felt like God said kind of at the beginning of this, here's a history lesson. Benjamin Franklin, where he t- talked about the colonies were divided, and it was like that picture of that chopped up snake, and he said at that time it was join or die. God's like, that's my body. It's severed right now. They're all doing good things, but it, uh, apart from each other, away from each other, whether it's intentional or, un- or unintentional. What would happen if they all were cohesive right. and I was their head? And, I, and you guys moved and had your being in me right. and did what I said and, and moved when said what I said and di- moved when I said to move. Like, what does that look like? Right. And we've started to kind of stumble into that, I would say, with Kavod family. We've, we've been to numerous churches and done different things and different things that aren't affiliated with the church and schools and sports teams and businesses, and it's just spreading that theme of God and His love and family. And, man, it's so natural. But that's that's the model, and that's what we want to create and foster and push and grow.
2: It's absolutely incredible, you know. And for the karate school, obviously, we've spent a number of years. Um, serving so many families you know over the years hundreds of families in this community Um, and probably in the thousands of the kids that we've been able to you know being able to touch in some way shape or form but through the martial arts but not limited to the martial arts you know for all the years that I've had the karate school my wife and I there are so many people that have come through that karate school from every walk of life and the one amazing thing that happens is we get to meet people right there where they're at and love them right there where they're at and be able to help in whatever capacity that they would like for us to be able to. So we spent a lot of time just pouring into families for these years. Now, as we've come together with, you know, with our son here and my daughter and, you know, with Casey and Jeff and Tom with Kavod family, it, it was a no brainer. The fact that we can do so much more together than we're doing apart. You know, it lines up with, you know, us also wanting to bring the body of Christ back together and not be so separated in order for us to be able to be a light in this world. In a world that we all know right now, there's shows so much darkness in everywhere you turn. We got to bring some light back into things. So... That's you fast forward to today. This is where we ended up, and with Kavod family, with our nonprofit, a much of what we do as a nonprofit is help out people in the community. So, for example, if there's a widow, you know, there was a widow who had some issues with her roof, and no family around needed help, so. Through the nonprofit, we be able we were able to pay for part of getting that roof done and getting some guys out there to put the roof on her, you know, on her house. And those are those are just some of the things that
1: we like to be able to do through Kavod family. Yeah, well, I'll mention a couple of other things since you just noted that because that's not the only one. We've done numerous of those helps, mm-hmm. benevolence type type of acts. Uh, but on top of that, there's a couple of other things. This podcast, if you're listening to this, this is a resource, our first resource that we created, which has really become an educational piece, but really just a, a conversation to explain our heart and to share our heart with the people that are around us. Why? I mean, this is your chance to share with your family, Danny, why your business functions the way it does and why you care about people the way you do. And it's not just a karate, karate studio. Exactly. It can't just be a karate studio because, I mean, I tell people all the time, really, karate is just
2: a cover for what we actually get to do. It really is. I mean, we get to love people. We get to raise kids there. We get to bring Christ in a way that people get to experience it rather than just reading the Word of God. You know, we have a habit of definitely academically even studying the Word of God, but what does it look like to experience it every day live yeah. and to be able to pour into people's lives that you're helping to bring people up even when they're going down. You Get grab a hold of them, bring them back up. Let's get them where they need to be. And there's not a shortage of that out there. I mean, we all know. There are not a shortage of needs not just within this community but all over the country and all over the world yeah. what does it take for a group of people to get together and begin to try to help meet those needs try to help people out you know step out of your own you know learn how to volunteer learn how to give of yourself to others in order for somebody else to be able to benefit and for somebody else to be able to proffer, prosper I'm sorry and so that that's quite a
1: that's quite a bit of the backbone yeah, really but, of, of of what we do but but the, the podcast is what allows you to be able to share that heart and that message. It's it, a resource for that. It's a tremendous
2: resource. And for all of those of you um, listening to this right now, please um, feel free. Take a moment. Go back through all of our past episodes. And I tell you, there's something for everyone in these episodes. And there's it's a wealth of knowledge and uh, just understanding. An amazing amount of wisdom, you know, just for everyday life. Things that you find yourself in
1: currently right now. Yeah. So on top of that podcast, there's hopes in the near future of being able to put on a couple of uh, events and conferences that would serve our local community,
0: um, strengthen men, strengthen families. And I, <clears throat> I want to interrupt, sorry, on that topic. The main reason why, and I'm going to tell one story about one of our members, and he would <laughs> he would love it. Um, he wouldn't have back in the day. But <laughs> this, this kind of paints a picture of what we're going to do and w- when we're going to do it, how we're going to do it, and why our vision is that. We had a man come in, he's probably in his early 40s, 4 or 5 years ago to the gym. And he just wanted to work out, get, you know, get fit, get surrounded by healthy people. And he would go in the corner of our gym away from everybody and work out. <laughs> so like our gym back then was like 5000 square feet and all the class would be in about 800 to 1000 square feet. He would be in the corner, like where my where my desk was. Like I didn't have an office yet. He would be by my desk. I'm like, "What are you doing? Like get up here." And years of that, years of inviting him over for dinner with, like, the gym, going and playing cornhole at, you know, local brewery at the gym, going to a competition, and, like, years of doing that, members started texting him, let's go out to dinner, and he'd start hanging out with people, go to the movies with people. And I found out later on, right before he moved, he was like, hey, man, can I tell you my story? I'm like, sure, what's up? And through that, you know, he'd heard me pray for him and ask him what's going on. He was like, I had a normal growing up. I was a killer baseball player. I did all this stuff. He said, I got into drinking. I got into drugs. And I got kicked out of my mom's house. I went and lived with my dad. Got into drugs there. Worked at a golf course. And there was all kinds of drugs. And I had the chance to have a full ride. Lost it all. Came up here to get away from it. A family had a house up here. And he said, I was an alcoholic. And I had a breathalyzer in my vehicle. And I was just at a low of lows. He said, I came into the gym. And you guys just... Made fun of me, loved on me, razzed me like a brother, just brought me in. And he says, I'm moving. And I go, whoa, whoa, time out. What? You can't just say you're moving when you just told me all this. He said, I found Jesus. I'm getting married, and my wife and her family run a church, so I'm going to go help run a church. And I was just like, what? Wow. So the dude completely found God, is so happy right now. But for the longest time, he would explain to me, I, I, I can't be happy or I can't be Sad or low, I need to stay neutral. I can't, I can't feel anything like, because I could go one way or the other. And I was like, dude, you can feel something, but you got to have Jesus. And like, we just spent the time pouring into him and loving on him as a family and seeing this man astronomically change. And the amount of my high school friends that I graduated with that are in jail, are dead, are missing, are on drugs still, or alcoholics is insane yeah. in this small town. Many people leave the small town because of that, because there's nothing here to do other than get into something bad or work a normal job. So we came together and saw what within a karate school, within a gym, within coaching sports, what you can do making a difference. Whether you're a mom or a father, being a mom and being a father for these people and just loving on them, letting them feel like they're a part of your family. Astronomically will change It'll, re- it'll transform your community. It'll restore the family. It'll get people out of drugs, out of alcohol, out of all these different things. Last year on the football field, the coaches would hear of a, a family in need, such and such is going on. We would all rally. We'd pick up the kids. We'd get them food. We'd get them plugged into the gym or the karate or something where they had an outlet. So that's our heartbeat with a lot of this As we see these terrible things that are happening. And obviously it's, it's the angle for, for Satan. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And God has put us here to change that and to, and to provide hope and provide family and provide love and ultimately paint that picture and show them how to walk with God. And we've learned how to do that in our businesses and with our families, but we want to do it on a bigger scale. And that's kind of why we want to talk about why we looked at the Higden Estate last year. And where we're going after that. So, if guys, if you want to take over, I'm talking like this whole episode. I'm sorry, <laughs>
2: you're doing a great job, man. Doing an awesome job. So, you know, at the height of COVID, you know, obviously most of you guys know that we run a summer camp for 12 weeks every summer. And what ended up happening in COVID because so many of these kids were out for so long in school at school, we ended up watching kids for 12 months. And these kids were out of school for that 12-month period, and we got to see the effects of it on these kids and these families with them not being able to go back to school. And throughout that period of time, there was not a shortage of parents that would ask me about, like, you know, have you ever thought about having your own school and we get our kids in there with you? And I'm like, I got enough on my plate to do right now. I'm going to put (laughs) a school on top of that, you know? And so, and my wife and I started kicking that idea around because it just, it became more of a desperation. And so back then, we started floating around the idea of looking into either a private school or a micro school, so to speak, and how would that actually work you know, with everything that we're doing. And fast forward as, you know, to today with Kavod Family, we got to a place of realizing, you know what, there's a lot of needs that we can meet in this community by just banding together with a group of people that are like-minded and putting together the right facility or facilities on one ground to be able to provide all that for this county. And so with that, that leads us to where we're at today, which is our ultimate goal and dream of putting together a, uh, a facility, so to speak, um, that is going to be a massive, massive undertaking. and. The Higdon property, we that was one of the first properties that we looked at. We've been looking at a lot of different properties here in Macon County. as so the one that would be big enough and that would be able to suit what we're looking to do with the facility that we're looking at.
1: Yeah, because what we need, we were looking for 10 plus, really 15 plus acres, something like that, that had city septic and, and uh, water. And and so that's hard to find in, in rural areas. It's yes. hard to find in the city, right? There's only so many places. And so we drove past the Hignan estate countless times in the early spring of 22. yeah, you know, and and looking at that property, it's a beautiful estate. I mean, it's a beautiful home, and it's got two, two properties that are on each side. It's about eleven acres. Mm-hmm. It's near the high school, and we thought, "Wow, in the center of town, what a beautiful place this This house alone is is kind of um how would you get it's an estate. it's beautiful right it would it's make historic. For a, a, it's amazing a school a small school would fit in there and it would just it would fit right
2: right right it's beautiful for that and really the purpose of going there was to go there to look not just at the property but at that house and to figure out for the facility that we want to put together how that would be able to tie into the house that was there on that property already but you know after looking at it and you know. We, uh, we put together a proposal, so to speak, but the proposal wasn't so much at beginning to buy the property. It was more so to let the owners know about us, what we were doing, and if they were interested in perhaps partnering or in some form or fashion, you know, even investing in what we're actually doing and what we were looking at doing possibly on that property. And that was, uh, that was the notion behind the video that we made to send to them because we felt like, you know what, you could write something. And it doesn't feel Well, we did write
1: something. It. We wrote something right. and we put together a video and, and sent it together. And the video
2: was really to put faces to yes. it because it's just different when people get to see you, you know, rather than just kind of read what's on paper. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, th- and that was the nature, you know, of that. It's just really sharing on the video, our background, what we did, you know, for each one of us. I let everybody know in the video that obviously I had the karate school here, what we did at the karate school. And I was recently elected. I'd just uh, been recently sworn in as a county commissioner, you know, just so I can serve a little bit, you know, a whole lot more. So the nature of the video that was out was just to describe to the owners of the estate, what these men, these families that are coming together that may possibly want to be on that property, what, what we do and what we're looking to possibly do
1: on a property when we do find one. Right. Yeah. Because it, in, in the back end of this, you have a karate studio and a, and a fitness center. They're eventually going to be underneath the same roof. We thought, wow, that's going to be incredible for families to be able to walk in the door, see their kids go over and do karate classes, sit down, get coffee, hang out, enjoy a, a fun, big, enjoyable area, maybe go to a fitness class while you're waiting for your kid to get done. Like this could be an awesome thing that would serve the town. Which we're super excited to be able to announce that
2: we just <laughs> as of last week officially merged the karate school and the you know, Kavod Fitness together into one corporation, so and we are going to get to do so much more now.
0: What excites me? What excites me for that bigger than the you know joint facility and all the buzz and the energy with that is that we have a group of men and women in one spot who have the vision that God has. Their moms, their dads, Absolutely. their bigger brothers, their their older sisters, older brothers, that can look on this next generation, maybe their current generation, or even the generation before them. <clears throat> and love on them and paint that picture to God. Yeah. Like I get to see in the gym, I think our youngest is like five, and our oldest is probably late 70s, maybe early 80s. And we get to see people just collaborate and love and laugh, and someone's struggling with something or needs prayer, the, the class rallies behind them. And to be able to have more leaders in the same place, more resources. Like Scripture says, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Yep. Like, there's so many people that have a need. So, for us to bring this together, to have men and women in charge of it that are focused on God and just to replicate what He's doing and to love on these people, I mean, that's the goal. And as we started looking at this and started talking to some of the people who were in charge of scheduling the basketball season, the volleyball season, all this different stuff of like how much of a shortage this town has for gym space. Yeah. How, I mean, this is two or three years ago when Reed did Community League basketball. He was like 7 or 8, and he was out to like 8, 30, o'clock at night doing a basketball practice, and we had to share the court. Like he right. had a half court because someone else was. Just like how booming this area is with sports, which is great. And then I know a lot of loving fathers who are pouring into those kids, but, I mean, it's 9 o'clock at night, you know? <laughs> like we need to provide better opportunities. And just recently we had the opportunity to – um, take over a travel volleyball program that was out of Raven Gap. Kavod Fitness did. Kavod Fitness did, and the guy was—I um, guess you could say—retiring. He's moving to Florida, so he's going to have to close it down. And we had had some affiliation; like my, my daughter was in it last year, but like people I had known from the gym had been in it for years. So I kind of heard of this guy's reputation, and Alex has been doing volleyball for forever. Yeah. So we're like, cool. Like, let's let's keep this thing going. Let's bring it to Franklin, and then we're like, oh. There's not a gym to do it. Like, where, where are we going to do this? But there's this need and this life in the town, especially since COVID, the amount of people that have moved in here to get away from some of the chaos, to get into a slower community, a family community, and our resources are tapped in some of those areas already. Yeah, And we see that, and we have, like our experience of creating family and creating leaders and running it in a godly loving atmosphere. Like we know we can handle it. We're just connecting the pieces on how to get the resources to do it. And that's kind of where we were with the Higdon estate was like the first step of looking at that. And like dad, Danny had said, we've been to all different kinds of properties now and talked to different people trying to figure out what God's next move is for that. But the goal is to, to create a bigger family, to create a bigger home, to foster this restoration of family, transforming the community. Yeah, because
1: when we when we looked at that Higden estate, you know, in hindsight, as you, as you start processing through and make a proposal and look at it, and we walk the property multiple times, and you start to look at it and you go, "Well, this isn't going to fit. We're not going to be able to fit volleyball courts and basketball courts and the building and everything else on this property to accompany. We might be able to use the house for a micro school, but the big grand picture of what we want to do, it's not going to fit." So It's, let's, it's not going to work. Let's talk about that grand
2: picture of what we're trying to do. And this is the part where we'd like for everybody to get very excited for what <laughs> is possible yeah. to come to Macon County. I want you all to imagine a 200-plus, uh, 1,000-square-foot facility that will house anywhere from six to eight basketball courts and volleyball courts, that will double as volleyball courts, I should say. Um, eventually, an outdoor soccer, you know, soccer field um, – This is gonna be a sports complex of, I should say, epic proportions. And that's gonna invite, it's gonna include a little bit of everything. Within the facility, we plan on putting also an indoor track that our local track team, for example, at the high school, will have somewhere to practice year round, even in the winter time, and to be able to actually even host track meets there. So what we're looking at, I'm hoping that this paints a, a bigger picture for you all to understand why we're looking for that much more land to be able to fit all of this on one property, to be able to make that work for our county and possibly surrounding counties as well.
1: Yeah. Cause it, and what we're doing is we're listening to the town needs. This isn't us sitting around going, Hey, how can we make a profit? Right. If you just listen to the town buzz and what's going on, our track team just won the state championship, right? We have a phenomenal track team and they have 70 kids. Right. on this track team. And unfortunately right now our field which is is going to be under construction soon. Correct. It's not fit for any events or no. to take place there. Look at
2: all of these sports, you know, you got all these high schoolers who cannot play their own sport on the high school that they attend. Yeah. Tennis has got to go somewhere else. Track and field's got to go somewhere else. Um, soccer's got to go somewhere else. Baseball's got to go somewhere else. Like none of these sports, I mean if you look at it, too- done
0: just started wrestling, a wrestling club this year, and they're practicing in the cafeteria of the middle school. And, like, they're sandwiched in between the lunchroom tables, the, the steel concrete pillars that are just normal railings. And, I mean, it's a, a blessing, and thank you whoever authorized them to use it because they didn't have a spot right, to go. Yeah. We love that but the, the ability for them to have their own spots, their mats to stay down. I mean, we've got some really competitive at the high school level, and if, if they want to go to college, I mean, imagine if they have the opportunity to train year-round and not have to roll up their mats every night. Right. And just in every atmosphere, I was talking to one of our local rec guys, and we were talking about finding gym space for the new volleyball club we have, and he said there's a Hispanic league, a uh, basketball league, that they'll take, I think he said the middle school court, They'll play 8 or 9 a.m. Saturday morning until 8 or 9 p.m. at night. Right now. Which is amazing. But, I mean, like, that is growing. If you look at the s- Hispanic Soccer League that we have. It's growing. It is hundreds. And they have food tent, food trucks, and they, they throw down, which is amazing. Like, we, we want to foster that. Like, that is a beautiful thing. That's yeah,
1: ima- Imagine being in Franklin and being able to step on a piece of property that you felt peace, you felt joy, you felt happiness, you wanted to be there if you could stick around and watch your kids play sports while you got some food and ate dinner. I'm talking on like a Wednesday night, right? Yes. This is part of your life and you're together as a family. You're walking the greenway or enjoying some rec facilities. The kids are safe. They're 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 happy. Like that's what we want to create, a place where families want to belong and enjoy and grow up. That's, right? That's a big dream.
2: And you know, and this is just really this is clarifying because there's been a lot of question concerning the, the Higdon estate. And I have to bring it up to, to speed to hear to, because what happens after we walk that Higdon estate, and honestly, while I was even there walking that property, I
1: realized, like, wow, this is right across the street from the high school. Well, pause real quick because, and this was not planned, but, you know, uh, it, was, it was a little while after we had started mm-hmm. the Cavode family, the nonprofit. right. That we were praying about how how can we also affect the local community and get involved exactly. in local government and school boards and and all these things, and you were praying about office and you were considering a number of things. So exactly, and and you felt led to apply, you know, to go after the commissioner's position.
2: And you know, and now um, you know, fast forward to right now, we're there you know we obviously see the needs that uh, that we have the community has for a new high school and whatnot and my motivation for wanting to build a new high school has everything to do with setting these kids up for their future it's not just about putting a building there there's so much that we can so much more that we can do for these children these kids i should say and not allow for them to always feel like they have to leave Macon County in order for them to do something with their lives. they We live in one of the most beautiful places in this country. Why is it that we cannot keep them here to be able to invest right back in our community? I tell people all the time, I mean, we have lost some of the most brilliant minds in Macon County to other counties because we offer them nothing here. So uh, the high school currently has an amazing CTE program and I tell you what, it, it floored me. I was invited to go sit with a number of the staff and the principal there. And they kind of gave me a rundown on all the things that they're doing with, you know, uh, uh, techno, technical stuff, uh, agriculture, just the whole nine. And I just thought, wow. There's so much here. And as I looked at that property, I made up, you know, my suggestion, the reason why I suggested the property to be able to be bought by by the county to add that into the high school plan is because of where we can take this. If you put, for example, I mean, there's a number of things that can be done on that property that's going to benefit the high school. One easy example is uh, agriculture, goodness we live in a place for that to be so fruitful and how about that if we had that right there right across the street that the kids can go back and forth from and we can figure it out you know we can figure that out in the plan you know for them to have that accessible to them and as they graduate they'd have a career already started so us us the county i should say Purchasing that property has everything to do with benefiting the kids. No one is benefiting out of that on a personal level, even though, unfortunately, that's been put out there. And, you know, and I got to say, you know, a quick shout out. Thank you to the uh, media for... Consistently, how do I put this? Giving you entertainment. Giving you entertainment and getting (laughs) the facts wrong. So now you guys get to hear it right here, and these are the facts. So I get what you've probably read in newspapers and on social media, but now- you get the hear it straight you, from us, our heart behind it. Why? How, how this came
1: because if you're not from Franklin, to put this in perspective, the Higdon Estate, eleven acres, exists directly across from the parking lot of the current high school, and one of the needs of the current high school is property for the development that they're going to do of that high school. So it's it's very natural for the high, high school to want this property if, if they could have it. Absolutely. And again, the- Now that's up to the school board and the school and everyone correct. else to, make they, sure they, to the figure the out what to do. Are, option, options really
2: are limitless at this point, what they can do with the property to add it onto the high school project that we're you know, so diligently working on. So I just wanted to clear the air you know, with that for everyone to get a better understanding because I can tell you right now, everything that you have been reading in the newspapers and on social media concerning all of this is absolutely And I cannot believe how much that can actually be put out there that is so unethical to spread that kind of, you know, that kind of false information, those kind of lies. And just to go with that, that's just uh, completely unethical. So here here it is. That's the thick of it with the Higdon estate for you to understand. And for myself as a county commissioner, you know, I need everyone to understand I got into this to serve people. There's nothing that I do that's for selfish gain. There are those who will speak about it, and I just invite anybody to just take a look into my life yourself to understand where my heart's at for everything that my, fam- my family and I get to do for all of you for Macon County. This is a beautiful county, and believe me, we love to serve you all. It's, yeah, a, it's, you know, it's in our hearts.
1: It's a difficult position uh, probably for any commissioner, I'm not speaking just about you, yeah. but to be in a place where you've succeeded privately in your business for 20-plus years and served the town and served people and loved-on children and do those things, and you want to attempt to do the same as a commissioner. Absolutely. And you you hold a weight and a responsibility. And so, no, we're not mixing these ventures. We're not trying to leverage the commissioner's position in order to build a karate studio or anything like that. Uh, but as Christians who live in Franklin— as, and really, this is a, a a call to all of us for those uh, you know that that believe in God and believe and walk with him. You know, God has called us to be in, involved in our community and serve. And so Danny, I just want to I want to say thank you as 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 a friend, as a brother, as someone gets to do this. I know my my family and my children are just grateful that you're fighting for the things that you are and that you're going after the things that you're going after for the future of of uh, you know, our town. I drive past that school. I tell my kids, I drive past the high school and I and we pray over that hidden estate. My kids, as we drive yes. in, we're like, what do you guys think? Should that be a part of the high school? Should that be something that they do? And we pray <laughs> over it and talk about it. And it's just fun to be able to do that with That's them. That's exciting. And I, I do want to say thank you to, to you
2: guys and to everyone out there who's actually been supporting us. Um, it's been overwhelming support. I thank you all so much for that you know and i do want to say just for the naysayers please give it give it a chance okay everything that i'm speaking about today please understand first and foremost i speak for myself i am not speaking for the entire board of commissioners you have five members five board members on a on a commissioners board each person has got a different view Okay? We can't do anything with one person. Everything's got to be as a collective vote. Majority vote is what takes it. So no one person can be able to come in and do anything. That's That's part of the point. So I am stating here publicly that Everything that I'm saying today, this is Danny Antoine. This is my view. This does not represent or reflect the Board of Commissioners. I'm just giving you my view on things, my side of it, so that you can better understand my heart. Because as I continue to fight for this community, at, that is crucial to me, that the public understands what I'm here for. And I am here to serve. And, you know, one of I guess the best way to put this is time always tells so give him enough time and you'll see my track record in that and prayerfully that'll be what you you'll be able to draw that conclusion for yourself. So my wife and I our lives have always been an open book. We love to do what we do and you all mean a whole lot to us. So thank you again for all of you who've been supportive throughout all the negative talking that's been going on out there. Thank you for the constant <laughs> influx of emails and text messages and Facebook messages. You guys have been absolutely incredible. And it's encouraged my wife quite a bit as well. You know, this has not been an easy uh, road for the both of us. You know, it's hard for her sometimes, you know, when she hears so many lies being spread about her husband. And as much as she would love to be able to say something, I, you know, I ask her, you know, just don't. There's no need because people will eventually always see the truth. And that's my attitude. So if you see me not always responding to every lie that's put out there, whether it be in the papers right. or on social media, because I don't feel like I have a need to. Eventually, the truth always comes out. And you will always find out at some point. So, And that's my prayer is that everybody at some point, eyes will be open and ears will be open to be able to hear and see Exactly what's going on, rather than the falsehoods that have you know, been uh, propagated out
1: there. Yeah, and if you um, to follow up with that, if you have any questions about Kavod Family, about you know, just anything, if you need clarity, please email us at kavodfamily um, kavod family at gmail dot com. You can email us. You can go to our website kavodfamily.org, dot org and see there some of the things that we're involved in. Uh, with this, there's one other thing I want to plug for those that do appreciate. The programs that we are a part of the the fitness center, the karate studio, boxing, uh, the volleyball club. There's a lot of students that attend those things and that come and be a part of those those opportunities. And they don't have the funding. They don't have the means to be able to pay the tab to be able to participate. Uh, some of the after school programs that you have, uh, Danny, those are three, four. Is it five days a week that students show up for after school program? Five days a week. They're with us Monday through Friday, three to six. And there's a there's a there's a portion of those kids that don't have the funding. They come from hard Correct. hard times and hard backgrounds correct and you know over the
2: years God has blessed us tremendously to be able to take in kids anyway um, and it's worked out but now we're in a different place to where you know, with Kavod family, Kavod family's actually been able to pick up the tab for a couple of these kids that have had such dire need to be able to be there but could not afford to be there so in the ministry it's been been an awesome thing to get to experience and see their beautiful faces
1: in there every day So if you want to donate to any of these scholarships, Travis I know you have a number of students that are coming to boxing coming to fitness, coming to volleyball that same situation, right? They don't have the funding, and, Absolutely. and you're carrying that on yourself. Uh, and if you want to help that out, if you want to donate be a part of that, go to kavodfamily.org backslash donate, or just go to our website, and you can tap on the, the menu screen and find our donate button, and there's an option to scroll down and see scholarships and funds and different things there to donate to. Uh, it's an excellent way to, to love on our community and to bless the kids that are, that are here. So Thank you for following. Thank you for listening to this. This is our heart. If you have any questions, do email and reach out to us. We'd love to speak to you in person. So have a good one. Thank you for listening to the Kavod Family Podcast. Please like, share, and leave us a review. If you've enjoyed this content, or if you're familiar with some of our programs and partners in the Kavod Family Network, please consider becoming a donor at Donation. God is in the process of restoring all things to himself. That begins with the person. A person is part of a family, and that family belongs to a community. Kavod Family is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry.